0: Hey, all Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On this week's episode, Ray Fulcher joins me to talk about his musical journey, his brand new EP, Larkin Hill Mixes, which is available now wherever you listen to music, and some of the humongous songs he's written with Luke Combs, which are some of the biggest songs of the last decade. Really enjoy this interview. Hope you guys really enjoy it as well. Talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, Ray,
1: how are you? I'm good, buddy. How's it going?
0: It's going great. Um, what have you been up to lately?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I've been all over the country the last four weeks. <laughs> um, I been, I've was out west on tour with Luke Combs and then uh, been doing some radio tour stuff um, in Florida and North Carolina and, and South Carolina. And I came in town last night to play uh, outdoor whiskey jam. So I've been, man, been strumming and singing.
0: A lot going on. <laughs> yeah. So um, what does a radio tour in, um, entail for those that don't
1: know? So, you know, it's different for every place, uh, which is what makes it cool. But so the, the kind of the rundown of it is so I will go to a, a radio station and normally it's a few in, a, in the same day. And we go in and, and uh, we kind of just meet with the, with the radio station. And also I kind of get a chance to tell them my story and get a chance to play three or four or five songs acoustic. Um, And then if we have time, we usually go, you know, we'll hang out afterwards with them. And, but we normally go, uh, you know, we'll go get lunch or go get dinner and stuff. And so it gives me a chance to meet them and also a chance for the radio station to meet me and not just hear the songs, but also get to kind of know, you know, what I'm about and, and stuff. So, but you know, you try to hit as many as you can in like a 10 or 12 week span. And so usually Monday through Friday, it's, you know, try and hit two to, two to four a day. So. Sounds
0: know, crazy. <laughs> wild.
1: It's wild. It's wild, man. Um, but it's been, it's been a blessing that, you know, I think that's the dream, right? To get that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, And that's all you can really ask for is that. So,
0: so I want to um, touch on your musical background a little bit. When did you um sort of know that music was something you wanted to pursue?
1: So, I mean, I've always loved music growing up and, George Stray, Alan Jackson were kind of, and Keith Whitley were like my favorites growing up. But then my dad loved Merle Haggard and Don Williams, and he loved Motown music. My mom loved all kinds of music, too. So I always loved music, but it wasn't until I saw Eric Church play at Georgia Theater uh, for the first time that I knew he played a song called Lightning. And I remember going, holy crap, like I've never had a song hit me like that. And in that moment, I remember a light bulb went off and I was like, I've got to do that. You know that what he's doing right there and so man from then i i bought a guitar after that and you know that was you know to be honest with you man that was 15 years ago and so it's just been a, a slow kind of journey since then
0: so when how long ago did you move out to nashville
1: it was uh may of 2014 so a little over seven years ago
0: you've been here a hot minute now <laughs> yeah so um
1: Yeah, I've been here a little while, man. It's been, in some ways, it feels like it's been, you know, six months. In other ways, it feels like 20 years. Just depends on the day.
0: (laughs) What would you say has been the biggest thing you've learned since you've been in town?
1: I think that uh, a couple things. That um, you're going to get 99 no's before you get the first yes. And you never know where that yes is going to be. But I I think also one of the the biggest things that it's taught me is like gratitude for, you know, things in music and especially here in Nashville move so slow that, you know, success comes in tiny, tiny increments. And I think enjoying and like having gratitude for each one of those things will in its own way kind of lead to the next. And so, yeah, I think I've learned how to better kind of, um, you know, understand what, you know, success looks like for me, but also, learn how to take stock and, and and not take for granted the little bitty wins. Um, and also that, like, you just got to forget the word quit. And you got to know that, you know, I always say, like, no, just means no for now. Ask me again later. You know, what I mean? So kind of live by that the last seven, eight years.
0: So when the big wins started rolling in, did your mindset change at all?
1: No, I think if anything, it made me just double down on it because I'm like, OK, all right, that, that got me here. And so, you know, let's keep, you know, let's don't fix it if it ain't broke kind of thing. And so just kind of double down on that kind of all right, nose to the grindstone, and, and, you know, let, uh, you know, I think it's hard to do as humans, but Matthew McConaughey says this thing. that's always stuck with me. He goes, when it comes to like success and all, like let, let other people be the one to tap you on the shoulder and, and go, Hey man, you did it. Cause if they, if they have to do that, it means that you're just like doing your head down, doing the thing. Yeah. And I I mean, that's tough. We're all human and I'm not definitely not perfect at that either. Um, but that's the mindset I try to take.
0: So of all those massive wins that you've had, is there one that sticks out above the rest or?
1: Yeah, I would say, I mean, you know, my first number one with Luke, uh, when it rains, it pours was obviously something that, you know, I can never replace that one. But I think if there had to be a more special one, it would be the it does to me with with Luke and also Eric Church, which is not only my hero but also Luke's. And so for that, to have that full circle moment for me and him. You know, together you can't even I mean you can't even really like write a script that perfect. So that was going to be hard for me to beat, man.
0: Well, what was your reaction when you found out that Eric Church was going to feature in a song that you wrote?
1: I ran around my house <laughs> and outside just running around like a crazy person <laughs> for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, did you have intentions of being an artist always, or did you think you were just going to go the writer route?
1: Yeah. So I always, you know, I tell people, cause a lot of people ask me they're like, man, why, did why, why wouldn't you have just been like a writer? You, you were having success. And that would have been, and I, I always say like, that would have been, that's a great life. And like, that's perfect for some people. But for me, that's not the thing that kept me up at night you know, when I was trying to go to sleep and couldn't because I was thinking about these, you know, I was dreaming. That was the thing, I, you know, I pictured I, I was the guy bringing the, you know, on stage every night, singing, bringing those songs. And until I got that opportunity, I don't think, you know, I was always going to be be working towards that. So,
0: So when you're writing a song, how do you know that this one is for you as opposed to? someone
1: else i don't there's not really a formula for me other than i just i made a lot of decisions in my life based on just my how my gut's feeling and i think for me it's no different with that it's just like i just have this gut feeling about a song i go and i'll have to sit with it for a little while but and then i'll just go man this one feels like really something that, that i've latched on to so um, i want to talk about
0: your ep a little bit it's yeah about a month old now right
1: yep
0: mm-hmm. so um what was the process like putting this together
1: and how did you decide on these songs? Um, so back during the pandemic, Jonathan Singleton is my producer and he's the the guy um, kind of behind the sound of it. But, you know, we took advantage of the pandemic in the sense that we, were, we had recorded like 12 songs during the pandemic. And so we were just going to put them out, you know, independently. And then... Like I say, you never know when the, where those winds are going to come from. So, January, you know, got a phone call from Black River, and it as we talked, it just kind of made a lot of sense. And so, boom, February, I had a record deal. So, we had to kind of figure out how do we want to roll this out. So, man, those, so we already had those five songs recorded. But for me, it was, and as we kind of talked with everybody at the label, you know, I wanted these first five to be just kind of a cross section of, of who I want to be as an artist and the types of songs I want to put out, almost like laying the foundation. And I kept just coming back. There was something about each of these five songs that, um, you know, that really spoke to who I want to be in a different way, each of them. And so, you know, when it came down to picking those again, I would just kind of lay them out and go like, all right, what do you want to come with first? And also, I wanted those first five songs to be something that would really play to the live show. And I think each one of these in their own way, like, really is something that that kind of gets amplified in a live show. You know, there's not, there's not a battle on these first five songs. And honestly, I love writing ballads, but I didn't, these first five, I didn't want, I wanted to be able to come, especially going to tour Luke Combs. I wanted to use those 30 minutes to kind of like, for lack of a better word, like kick him in the teeth. You know what I mean? Like let's come out and have a lot of energy and, and a lot of, uh, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, really no moment where it just kind of comes yeah. down with those 30 minutes. And so that's why, part of, another part of the reason why we kind of went with these first five, because I wanted that live show to be just slamming.
0: Yeah. Um, The other thing, all five of these songs, they kind of have their own flavor to them. Like, they're all like uppers, but they each are a yeah. little
1: different. a little, little bit different thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, I am kind of want to get the story behind each track on there, if that's better. Yeah. There. Yeah. So um, compliment, could you um, give us the story behind that
1: one? Yeah. So Jacob Durrett is the other writer on there. And he actually, we were writing with, uh I was writing with Jacob and his brother, Devin Dawson one day. And he, uh Devin stepped out to take a phone call or something. And De- uh, Jacob goes, Hey man, I got this track that I've been kind of working on and it's real country, but it's fast. And like, for what, you know, you came to mind on it. So he played it and I was like, Oh my gosh, please don't use that for anybody else. Like, let's, let me have a chance. And so, yeah, we kind of finished writing it and it just always felt like a, a great show closer um and uh man it's been great you know we pretty much close every show with that song now
0: and then um, after that you have girl in it
1: yeah girl in it was a which is my first my debut radio single right now and and man it was a it was a zoom right um friday in july of last year during the pandemic and uh you know i came in and i didn't have any ideas cuz i've been writing all week And Eric Dillon comes in and goes, man, I got this idea. You don't know what it's called, but it's like, if you're going out of your mind, I bet there's a girl in it. And I remember just like instantly being like, wait, that's a big song. That's a big idea. And so I always want to write a song where like, you know, that you can get twisted up in two different ways. It's like, you can be twisted by all of a sudden you're falling in love with this person, but also, you know, having your heart broke and looking in the mirror and going, man, I, I probably had something to do with that. And I think we've all gone through that in different ways. And I wanted a song that captured both of those things, those emotions, but also paired with a track that felt really, really good. And so that's kind of, and that felt like the moment to kind of do that when that song idea.
0: Yeah, a lot of those best songs kind of have that double meaning thing going on.
1: Yeah. And I love, I mean, I love doing that in general. So.
0: So um, you mentioned that that was a zoom, write. Was the zoom writing thing easy for you or was it a struggle?
1: It wasn't it wasn't hard for me because the first one was kind of weird, obviously. But after that, what it did is it kept us on on task all the time because we're in front of a screen. Whereas like when you get in a room with people, there's a tendency to go, let's step outside, Let's hang out for 30 minutes. Let's talk about this or that. But when you're on a screen, it's like, all right, let's get to work. And so, you know, which takes away from some of the, you know, the fellowship of it. But also it really keeps the focus on the song, which I think for the song's sake, is probably a good thing. So,
0: yeah. So then
1: after that, you have them way out. Yeah. So way out was uh, um, one that John Knight and Andrew De Roberts, uh, we kind of, so John kind of had this idea that he kind of lightly started with some other guys and brought it in. Um, I, I fell in love with it because I always wanted to write this song about my hometown that like was not just about the hometown. It was about how hard it was to leave and also how special it is on its own. And how even then when you leave, it's like there's a part of you that always wants to go back. And so, you know, and the hook of that was one of my favorites. It's like, uh, you know, the second you leave in that 150, you wonder why you'd ever want a way out. And that's kind of always what I felt. That's, it was really hard to leave my hometown. And so more than anything, it was a tip of the cap to my hometown, but also hopefully give some people something to latch on to or how special where they come from, you know, is so.
0: Would you feel that that's the most personal track on the EP?
1: I would say the second verse to Buggy List Beers and then Danford Didn't Hurt are very, very personal as well. But yeah, I mean, that way out is definitely personal in that sense.
0: So um, after that, you have Bucket List Beers, which you yeah. just referenced.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, so we Sorry. started that song back in 2018. And then we, we could not never figure out a, a second verse for that. And so it just kind of sat there until I was on tour with Matt Stell last year in 2020. And uh, it was kind of right before they took us off the road from the pandemic. But I was up in New York City. My dad had retired that day. So I give him a call congratulating him. I remember. So I hung up the phone and I, for whatever reason, it popped in my head. I was like, there's a the second verse to that song. So my and if you listen to the, you know, it's the last part of that second verse is um, you know, pouring one for Daddy on the day you retired, and so that's when I when that phone call kind of like spurred what that second verse is going to be about. And I have a cousin that's in the Marines, and so I always want to find a way to fit him in, and also we do that in the second verse. So, um, it just kind of wrote itself after that. <laughs>
0: that's definitely a song that sort of gets deeper and deeper as it goes on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I like yeah. When they do that too. yeah, it kind of takes like its own a life of its own each kind of section of that song. So and then
0: you close the the project out with damn if it didn't hurt which is my favorite
1: oh thanks man that's you know one of my favorite songs i ever put out for sure and it uh so jordan walker and drew parker um we wrote that song together and i had this idea just called like damn that one hurt and then i remember jordan walker going well what if we made it damn if it didn't hurt and i go "How, how you do that and he goes man it wasn't worth a damn if it didn't hurt and i go i got chills as i remember and i was like wow that's that's a great song idea and so anyway i just always want you know the things in life that have hurt me you know whether it's a kind of we talk about it in that first verse but a big ball game that, you, that we lost or whatever um you know and then later in life when you get your heart broken by a lost love or whatever the only reason that it hurt is because it meant a whole lot to you and i think in kind of a backwards way like that's a blessing to get hurt because it, that means you've had something in your life that meant a lot and so i really wanted to write a song that kind of that had that sentiment in it where you go even even getting hurt by this thing that happened i would do it all over because you know what was it worth if it like in the end losing it didn't matter you know so and it's hard that's a really kind of uh abstract thing to think about and it took us a while to figure out how to put that into writing but i think once we did it was like it just felt like home for me so
0: (laughs) in a way it kind of reminds me of dust to me also
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause there's that, that kind of, uh, as you go along, there's these little life moments that have happened. And so,
0: and there's the football reference also. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I love, I just love the course of it as well. And, um, yeah, man, that song for me is, is really tough to beat for, for me personally, as far as the stuff I've put out. So.
0: so What does it feel like now to have this first big project out there? Finally.
1: It feels awesome. You know, and I, and I hope, it, I think it's doing what we want it, which is kind of set the foundation of like who I want to be as an artist. And then, you know, the good news is we have a lot of stuff coming, you know, a lot a lot more stuff kind of that we're working on. And I think that we'll just kind of, uh, keep telling the story that we started telling with that, with the EP.
0: So um, what's next for you now?
1: So we're still on tour, Luke. Um, I'm still, still doing radio stuff. And, uh, girl in it is, you know, doing well at radio, you know, and, and so we're, uh, just, you know, pushing on that as far as radio. That's what that's, that's the story there for a while. Um, And then continuing to uh, work and set up dates for next year to tour and, uh, man, and just make the most of this year in this EP. And hopefully, you know, for me, I just want people to find themselves in the songs and and affect people on a deep level. And I, and I, and I hope that uh, these songs are doing that. We're just going to keep writing and keep recording. And uh, that's going to be for me, the main thing. I think if you can, uh, if you can hit people in the heart, whether it's a, a fast song, slow song, whatever. I think that's where I want to live. And so we're going to keep trying to aim at that.
0: Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? That be?
1: <laughs> I mean, it would, for me, I would say if you just personally, um, man, they're all, I love them all in so many different ways. Um, but I think damn, if it didn't hurt, there's something about that one for me personally, that, that, uh, I really just cling to. Um, and so, yeah, if you just had to pick one, but I mean, Girl, and it's so special to me too, just because it's like that song is everything I want to be as an artist and songwriter, because it does all the things, checks all the boxes for me, and so it'd be hard to kind of pick between those two. But I really, you know, I'm also I, mean, I love all of them, uh, but yeah, those two are special for sure. Thank,
0: thank you so much for taking the time to do
1: this, dude. Thanks so much for having me. Um, anytime, I'd love to come on and and uh, and talk with you. So
0: have a have a great rest of your day.
1: Hey. You too, my man. Thank you, buddy.
0: Hey, all Thank you guys so, so much again for tuning in. Really hope you enjoyed it. Such a great conversation. If you liked what you heard, be sure to go check out Larkin Hill Mixes, wherever you listen to your music. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave a nice review, a nice comment. It's all really, really appreciated talk to you guys next week thank you guys so so much